What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Wealth Through Wi-Fi podcast, and we are here to talk about all aspects of life, share our journey, our experiences, and to show you guys that anything is possible if you're willing to put in the work. So with that being said, we are your hosts, Zach Sweet. And Scott. And today, guys, like always, we have a very special guest, a very busy guest who is willing to change his schedule for us. That is Mark Ray. And uh, Mark, why don't you kind of introduce yourself? I'll let you do that. Sure. Happy to. You know, I, of course, would would, uh, change my schedule for you, Zach. I didn't almost (laughs) anything for you. You're a good guy. I'm Mark Ray. I'm the vice president, regional manager for Howard Hanna Real Estate Services here in central and northern New York. And I'm the president of uh, CNYS, which is the locally owned uh, broker owned multiple listing service for all of central New York. Awesome guys. Yes. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's why um that's why we reached out to you. <laughs> I did personally because um I know you would have a lot to talk about, a lot of very good value to provide to our listeners and our viewers. And before you before you go too far, I wanna kinda of backtrack on one of the comments you made and I think it's an important thing to touch on where we kind of talk about networking a lot on this show um, is, you know, Mark just said, you know, he would change his schedule for Zach for anything. And, you know, this goes back to making sure that when you're making relationships and you're meeting different people, um, that you're always respectful and remember that things are going to come full circle. You know, how you Mm -hmm. treat others is going to have an impact down the road on how others treat you. And it might not even be a person that you have direct contact with. Exactly. You know, I have learned and um, the the higher up you might go in life, the more gentle the more gentle you need to reach down. Not that you're any better. Nobody's better the, than I love anybody the, I else. I love what you just said. Nobody's any any. We all yep. are born. We're all gonna live. We're all gonna die. Right. We all have to go to the bathroom. We all have to eat to live, and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So the person who's cleaning the toilets at this at this um, building right here, or the person that owns the building, right. or is the president of the company, note we're all equal. Uh, yeah. So know that. It's funny you say that. Like, I I was just about to say that there's like that CEO kind of quote or comment they would say. It's like you never insult the janitor, you know, and that's so true. You know, what I mean, it's like you said, you treat every no matter what level you are, you treat everybody the same with respect. Well, and everyone's and got problems and everyone's got situations right. going on in their life, and it's always important, you know, to treat people with that respect, especially when you have been successful, because you know that's instilling that in them. Whether you know that or not, they're gonna reflect back on that. If you're a successful person, any interaction that you have with someone who's not quite as successful, believe Believe me, they're going to think about that interaction throughout the day. And you can have a huge impact just with how you treat them and how you carry yourself in that 100%. situation. 100%. Because when you're a leader, you know, you a, a title is a title. When you're somebody's boss and you might be the president of this or the CEO of that, that's just a, it doesn't mean you're right. a leader. You can be a leader without a title. The true leaders are the people that people are setting examples for. And I think we are we have a responsibility. As I mentioned, the higher up you do go, people are looking at you and people get ideas from people like that. Uh, yesterday, I had my managers meeting with my um, with my, you know, uh, 10 managers. And I spent a couple of hours the night before going over how, you know, um, uh, uh, um, basically, a title is just a title, but you, people are looking to you. And I gave an example of the other day. Um, we're, um, every year I go out and for the, did you ever hear of Spooktacular at the yeah. uh, Long Branch Park? Yep. So it's, this is the third year. Okay. And so I'm one of the sponsors. And I just love giving back to the community. And so um, Nancy, my wife, who you know because she yep. was your teacher, and that's how I met you. Hi, Nancy. You. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Thank so, you for a lot of steering, Mark, for the night. <laughs> so she was getting her car um, fixed, and it was supposed to be ready at 2 o'clock. And um, it wasn't ready to 5.30 or 6. So she calls me. She goes, I don't want to cook. Can you do takeout? So my, my assistant had given me a Longhorn Steakhouse gift certificate. And so I ordered some stuff from Longhorn. And I run in there at, like, um, 6 o'clock. And everybody went in the door at the same time. All these people are going in. And there was this young guy, 28, 30, 32, and he was harried, and he had his little girl and his little boy, and he held the door open for all these people, and his kids were hanging on to him. And then I get out of my car, and he kept the door open for me and let me go through, and his little kids are, go, um, are coughing, and he goes, you know, make sure you cover your, your mouth and this and that. And I looked at this young guy, and I'm thinking, a lot of people don't, don't they're not polite today. Mm -hmm. Nope. Um, one of the axioms I feel politeness promotes peace, and a Absolutely. lot of people are not um, not polite. I'm looking at this this younger guy because I I've hired I know I'm I'm digressing, but running a real estate company, I'm targeting millennials because I'm very very impressed with millennials today. They have a work ethic that is that is strong and hard. They play hard and they work hard. They have mm -hmm. a balance. They right. have a work-life balance and they're not afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm impressed with the younger generation today. So I'm looking at this guy and he's holding the door open for like 12 people and he's got these two little kids. And I thought, you know, I don't know, this has got to be tough. He's taking his kids out to dinner mm -hmm. uh, and, and he's trying to, you know, do this and do that. So I picked up my takeout, I ran down to my office, I got all these passes for this spooktacular that <laughs> you can only get online for $25. Yeah. I, ran, I ran back to the, to, um, to the steakhouse, I looked for him, and I said, hey, you're a good guy, you're a kind guy, That's awesome. you held the door open for me and for all these people, and here, I think your kids would love this spectacular thing. And his, the kids go, what is that, Daddy? And, <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is another way for him to go Absolutely. out and have a good evening with his kids. And that'll mean something to him and his kids, and I just feel like you know, paying it forward is what it's all about. Absolutely. Little things in life. I don't know. That's how I feel. I, that's I always. That's my thing. I always try to do one good deed a day. You know what I mean? Like it could be as simple well, as. Well, we were taught though, and it's funny you say <clears> millennials. <throat> I feel like we were kind of the last generation that was taught like the golden rule. You know, treat others yeah, how I you feel want like to you be treated. You don't hear that anymore. You don't hear, you it don't hear any new word, but crazy. I see it in your generation. Mm -hmm. um, I feel you should be kind to people, and I feel strongly. Do not mistake kindness for weakness. Mm -hmm. well, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Every day yep. you try to do something kind for someone. And and then it'll help you don't know what they're going through. And it makes me feel better about myself. It does as much for me as it does for them. So when you asked me to do this and I was booked and I decided to, you know, you asked me a few weeks ago. And I knew I was gonna be even busier the next few weeks. So I thought, well, let me rearrange this. And then, you know, you know, it's right. just it's just what you do. And that's that's why I asked them. And yeah. That's and it's funny because we almost had like an overlapping thing too. The, when you said when I was making plans with you, I think Justin was making plans with somebody else. But he said seven, and you said six, and then we were like, "Let's just well, do, let's we're gonna do, do both." You know what I mean? And like that's the thing we got to put in the work. So, and that's why that's why we're all here. And I think that that's again going back to why you know I wanted Mark here and not to like offend anybody, but he's a very he's older, he's wise, he's he's Our oldest guest so yeah, far. Yeah, oldest guest so far and that's what we're trying to show our viewers and our listeners that we're trying so to target different. yeah we're trying to target everybody who listens to us because i feel like no matter what age you are there's still time to try to find your passion and love what you do and there's so many people who i feel like they overthink that yep. when 
we we still have time. You got to make the best of it. So that's why I wanted him to come on to show that guys, you have to to do what you want to do. You just have to love what you do, and and consistency and work hard. It's funny because when you say I'm the older guy, and I don't take offense to that at all. But like I started in my in my real estate career when I was 21. When I was 21, young people were not in real estate, and most of them were women, uh, spouses of other people that had careers. And I just wanted to go out and, and make a make a name for myself. So Nancy thought I would be really good at at real estate. My father had a construction company, and um, I'm the second of a, a second per, second boy in the Italian family, and the first boy kind of is the guy that follows in his right. footsteps. So I thought I'm going to go out there and just and just do it myself. And so she suggested real estate. And um, just took off right from the start and just kind of decided that I wanted to own the co I worked for the number one company. I decided that I might want to buy it someday. And I asked the owner, what do I got to do to own this company? And he goes, I want you to get your degree. And um, I had gone to West Virginia University, but I didn't complete my degree. So I sold real estate full time. I went to OCC full time and I was doing them both and um, got my degree. And then I got became a branch manager. And then I um, decided to go to Syracuse University part time while managing, and just kind of worked my way up mm -hmm. into the field that way. And you just and I and I loved it. And and so now all these years later, people are looking at me <laughs> and like um, <laughs> zoom zoom. Forty years later, I'm um, you know still doing it and still loving it. So I kind of want to backtrack a little bit to a couple of different things you touched on there. Whew. Um, I think it kind of plays into the whole leadership role and, and building those skills as you grow. And it's one of my favorite quotes by Lin Vince Lombardi. And it's that the only way to lead is to lead by example. And, exactly. you mm -hmm. know, take it a step further is, you know, I think you can kind of attest to this being in real estate, too. And that's, you know, looking to your left and right and holding those people accountable from day one, too, um, so that it's not that you're the bad guy in all these situations that we see all the time where people feel like, you know, you're being this overbearing person when it's you're just not holding those people accountable from day one and then it comes on to that point where you start to hold them accountable being a good leader and if you don't have that instilled from day one that you know ends up being one of the biggest issues I think we see in leadership I tell all my management team I will never ask you to do something that I won't do myself yep, yep. um it, and and you never reprimand in public you praise in public and then you reprimand in private and you just and and basically if I ask them to do something that I'm going to do and I'm telling them when I, you, I like to catch people doing things right, right. and compliment them. I, I feel that if, um, that I feel that people live up to your expectations. So if you have higher expectations of people and you're leading in the way, they're going to live up to it. And then if you've got to, you know, kind of coach them, and that's what I call it, coaching them, they're much more receptive to it. And, and it's when you're setting that example, you know, too many people, you know, they want to hold others accountable when they're not holding themselves accountable. Exactly. And it's crazy because then you see the, you know, the ego start to come out and it's what they did before these individuals were even around. And that's what a lot of leaders, you know, lack that vision and ability to put themselves back in that person's shoes because they were in that person's shoes at some point and they probably would have felt the exact same way if they had a superior that wasn't matching the intensity that they were trying to instill in their team. Exactly. And I think you just back to just your management team and just seeing anybody and kind of what Scott was saying, it's just, we, we're, we're hard on certain people though, because you obviously see the potential that they have to be. Well, anyone that's played sports knows that if, if a coach is hard on you, that means they like you. If a coach doesn't talk to you, that's when you should be scared. And that you goes just yeah. as far as business. Right on the head. Yep. When I was in ninth grade, 
oh man, I went to Bishop Ludden High School and I started, um, I was the only one on the football team that started both ways. So usually you're on the offense or the defense right. and you get a break. <laughs> I never got a break. And I'll never forget my coach, Jim Hafner, was so hard on me. He was tough. And I'm like, but I loved that coach. And we had a connection because of it. You, what you just said is perfect. Um, he was hard on me because he saw something in me mm-hmm. and it made me, and it it worked. Made me more. And oh, it yeah. worked. Yeah, definitely. And here I am. I haven't thought about that in years. You That's just awesome. you just gave that to me. Well, I hadn't thought about that in years. Sports are huge. Sports are something that I think a lot of people miss out on the opportunity um, to teach young kids nowadays. And I think we've seen a big shift away from that. And I think we're kind of starting to see the impact that it's having a little bit on society just because... You know, everyone wants a participation trophy, but what people don't remember is the disciplines of being on a sports team and having things not be fair at a young age really teach some great skills. And too many people think that life's going to be fair and that their kids should have the fairest opportunity. And they need to look around in their life and see how much fairness they have in their life when they're complaining to these coaches and pulling their kids out of programs and having them, you know, not play sports and not be involved in these things. And they're wondering why they're creating these atmospheres. You're not doing them any favors. Nope. Mm -mm. My father was the football and baseball Little League coach growing up. And my older brother is a much taller version of me. <laughs> they, and he was a senior in high school when I was a freshman. They called him Big, Big Tank, and they called me Little Tank. <laughs> and he was the fullback, and he was the star, if you will, and I was the little brother. So my father kind of gave him everything, and I tackled everybody everybody in, um, on, in Little League football. But I was always overachieving because I was shorter and smaller. Chasing. And yeah. chasing, and I think that that... I I strongly believe Nancy tells me that that's what made me overachieve and and attain better because I was always striving for more. I swear, if you ever look at some of the best athletes in the world, they always tend to have an older brother that was a really, really good athlete that they're better than, that, you know, played at the highest level but wasn't a star. And it's crazy when you see it. I mean, even two guys that are from this area, the the Joneses, you know, John Jones, Cardell Jones, and I'm I'm drawing a brilliant on the third brother. Two of them played in the NFL, and one of them is most one of the most famous MMA fighters in the world. That's you think that's a coincidence? It is. I do have to say, not to change the subject, like you're saying about Scott, like he's he loves sports and he's good at that stuff. So where I'm bad at, because like I love (laughs) I love sports, but I don't know nothing about players or anything. So that's that's, cool. But it's the analogies that that's good. You know. I mean, because that's that's what's important. Another thing I feel passionate about is giving back, yep. um, and it, and that's grown. I've always felt that way, but it's gotten much more in the last many many years. And I would always, um, I I always I feel if you get what you get what you give in life, there's givers and there's takers. Yep, you just just the way it is. And um, I feel that if you you reap what you sow, if you give out good, you get good back. If you give out bad, you're going to get that back as well. And so that, I tend to volunteer a lot. And I, so, I, I did that a lot. I mean, I just did that a lot today because obviously, you know, I, I work for Monster still as a sales rep. So when I'm in stores doing stuff and anytime I see somebody buying Monster, I'm always running out to my car like, here's a couple koozies or I'll tell the lady at the register like, hey, you know, I got samples in my car. Like, you know, don't worry. I got you. Like, I'll give you because it's cool. just like because that little that Those interaction little with that customer, they're going to always remember our brand and they're gonna be like that's why i buy monster you know what i mean so and it just makes me feel good because it's that good deed like that 
me just giving him a koozie or you know a free monster for his Friday like that could have changed his whole weekend. You know, it's going to change his whole weekend, and it's going to give you something in right. return. You really Absolutely. will receive a, a blessing. So, from yeah, exactly. You truly and that's will. and it might not. It could take you know a little bit for a long time, but it, it will come when you least expect it, and that's the that's the best part. I'll never forget the last time Nancy and I went to New York for the weekend. And uh, we were in Greenwich Village, and we stopped into this bakery. We walk in the bakery, and as Nancy loves baked goods, and we, we asked for what we were going to ask for. And like about a half a block down the street, there was a, a person that was less fortunate, mm-hmm. on a, you know, sitting on the sidewalk, leaned back. And so I ordered an extra of what we were having, and I put it in a bag, and I just walked over and gave it to him. And he kind of looked at me, and he opened it up, and he went. And, it, and then he gobbled it down. And it was like a five-year-old on Christmas. Right. That made me feel way right. as much, if Absolutely. not better, than it did him. And and if you do go out of your way to do little things like that, I've always felt that way. With these last few years during COVID, the world's gotten it's meaner. Wild. It's wild. Cynical. People want. They really people lost their minds. They really did. And well, it's, it's, I think it's the, one like of the that, most important true. things to remember with those situations too is. You can be a silent giver in those situations, but still have some gratitude for yourself, too. And I think a lot of people make the mistake, you know, when you do do good things like that, remember to take a second to pat yourself on the shoulder because that's what's going to help you remember to do it the next time. Scott, that's 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 very, very wise. Um, it's not it's not selfish. You need to you need to care and love for yourself first so that you can care and love for other people. And, but, and that's like how you what, continue and to what do what we've it. learned and what, guy. and what Thank we've you. learned, like you just said, but and sometimes you have to become selfish to find and love yep. who you are though. In, in a silent way though, you know what I mean? And not say in in a loud way, but silently you have to protect yourself because that's when you're that's how you're gonna grow. And some people look at that as, as like, oh, He's just better than me. And it's like, no, sorry, I want to change. Like, sorry, I want to be better. Sorry, I want to change the way I, what I put into my body. And, you know, it's... Well, hurt people like, hurt people. So you got to make sure that you're good before that you can help others. And that's the biggest mistake people make is when people are beat up and in a bad situation, they try to help others. And then they get really caught up in the situations because they're not emotionally stable enough to be involved in it. And then they're projecting their problems into the situation and they're not able to help. And they actually make the situation hurt. And, you know, it's worse for both. And kind of what we just talked about before we started, you know, this past weekend, like I said, we were at, I went to, you know, I mean, a bar and I sat down with a group of friends and I, the bartender first came up to me and he was like, what are you drinking? And I said, uh, just a water and he literally just went out and was like oh he said something like this like oh you must be pulling all the stops tonight as in and kind of implying like that like why aren't you oh you sh- why aren't you drinking you should be drinking and it's like why does everybody have to be drunk these days you know what i mean that's it's just it was we all looked at each other who are we were all together and we all looked at each other like did he really just say you know that? what i love and about hearing just, that it from you zach though at, at 29 years old that didn't affect you in a negative I way. was just shocked. I was like, not at all. I just kind of chuckled and laughed, but it just made me realize that, like, it really goes to show how one thing God obviously I didn't take it to heart because it's like I have very thick skin, so I've been said a lot worse. You know what I mean? It, but it just makes me think, like, what if I was someone who was an ex-alcoholic and right. couldn't drink ever again? You so know that's what I mean? On him. Yeah, and you said he was projecting, and and, and oh, hundred percent for, for the, like lot of viewers Something know, you know do. obviously some people know we've been doing seventy-five hard, so I. I willingly gave up 
putting alcohol into my body and that's my choice and I'm okay with that but for the fact is that obviously I know he didn't know that but it was just it was just weird because like anybody could have I mean what if he said that to anybody but, but it just goes to show I'm glad the way you reacted though know this Eleanor Roosevelt who I love said nobody can make you feel foolish without your permission Yes, I love and that. And you didn't let him Heck make no, you feel because, like you're saying, he's probably projecting and he's probably having a rough day. So like, I'm not even imagine it. So so what's he going through that he can't yeah. even imagine not drinking? So clearly exactly. he's got a lot more going exactly. on. Exactly. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I just kind of was like, what? And just shook it off because like you're saying, like, I don't want to. There's no reason to backlash. I'm just way too. I'm over that stuff. There's no point, you know, because it's gonna cause way. But you know something I've learned um, as I gotten older, in my twenties generally you always worry or wonder what other people think of mm -hmm. you and then in 20s and into your 30s and then in your in your 40s you you know you kind of don't care mm -hmm. and now that I'm older than that I kind of realized that was all in my head. Yeah. Nobody's even looking at you. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And you and you can't so just go about your life. Yeah, and you can't you can't let that stuff bother you and that's and that's what a lot of people focus on now that I feel like everybody wants to have a certain status or feels like they need a certain status to be somebody, but it's, you know I mean? Just be you love you. You know what I mean? And Gary V talks about that all the time. Like love who you are and just be who you are because somebody out there is going to love maybe that little thing about you that we talk about a lot. Like they might like you because you do this other, like somebody could be doing the same thing as you, but they like you for this. You know what I mean? And that's why they follow you. That's why they view your stuff. And that's why they could potentially look up to you, you know? And I think that's, what's important that a lot of people are missing now. They're not falling in love with the journey. And they're so focused on the destination and where they want to be. Exactly. And just you got because day. when you the journey is where you grow and where all the uncomfortable stuff happens. And don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. So show me somebody who's never failed, and I'll show you someone who hasn't hasn't no accomplished success. much. Yep. You know, it you fail for, you fail forward. Yep. Well, you you, know, you, you don't you don't learn anything from your 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 wins. You only learn things from your losses. Let's be honest. So guys. You got to have those losses to move ahead. Yeah. I mean, let's. I guess. What was maybe a loss that was, you know, tough for you, Mark, that, you know, you can maybe share with your viewers that's appropriate or whenever that like you feel like sure that, you know, it some people could have just could have could have just packed up shop and just walked away at that point. What comes to mind <laughs> the day after um, the day after I turned 18, I turned 18 the day before. And then my parents put me on an airplane to West Virginia University. My best friend and I were going to go there together. And then at the last minute, he kind of chickened out and went stay with his aunt in Ithaca. And so I went alone. And I didn't know anybody. And I, you know, get on a plane. I'm all alone. And I go into the, they give me my dorm. And they overbook the dorm because they know freshmen are going to drop right. out. So me and three other guys are sleeping in the laundry and TV room. Wow. And I had just turned um, 18 the day before. And everybody, all these young people I don't know, you know, my age, are doing their laundry here and they're watching TV over here. I don't know anybody. <laughs> all my all my suitcases and clothes are right there while I'm going to my classes and I come back and everybody's walking in and out. I knew nobody and I and I had a decision to make. I could have just crawled into myself and just, you know, gave right. it up. I walked up the street and I rushed a fraternity. 
I became the president of my fraternity class, <laughs> and it was the best year, one of the best years of my life. I had a riot. I partied kind of a little bit too hard, right. but <laughs> I but I had so much fun. I took weightlifting in in class because I loved to you know work out and that sort of thing, and I just threw myself into it. Made so the best I, out I of the situation, huh? Right. You you have a choice, and you got to make a choice. And so that's that's something that scared the heck out of me, and. I made that choice it worked and it out. worked out. Mm-hmm. And, and I, we talk about that a lot, too. Like, when you feel like is the worst time to take that leap is sometimes that best time that's going to get you over that mold, over, you know, I mean, that resistance that you've been fighting for so long. And some people don't realize that you have to take that leap when it feels the most uncomfortable because that's when you're going to grow the most and it could be the best decision of your life and i'm still friends with those fraternity brothers oh i'm sure and that's 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 a huge thing with fraternities you know that you those are your brothers for life you know and that's well you meet people in the most uncommon places and like when you stop quitting on yourself you'll be shocked the people that it attracts this this is you might find this a funny story you might not but when you're in a fraternity they have fraternity panels and the big deal is that you got to go out and get the sorority girls to sign your panel (laughs) and if you don't get them to sign your panel Back then, yeah, you got paddled, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I never got paddled. So they finally said to me, "We're going to give you somebody that you're definitely can't get, <laughs> and you're going to get paddled." They gave me the first lady of the United States. Oh my God! I wrote to her, and Stop. she sent me a, on a piece of tape no her way. signature and the letter, and I never got paid. That's awesome. That I, I have those awesome. panels on my that's family commitment. room door um, wall right now. That's a story. No, that's and if you don't think that that you know that's doing things like that, <laughs> that what that show that. just always. T- Always take your shot, but because if you don't, you could be missing out on but a you cool don't, opportunity. You don't understand that impact that that could have had on all the other people that were in that fraternity that looked up to you as a leader, as the president of that fraternity, <laughs> and the impact that that could have. Something silly like that <laughs> could have on They're them gonna, down yeah, the road. They'll, they'll never forget. Anything's that. possible. I would anything's never possible. That if I was yeah. in that fraternity. I mean, that just shows you that anything's possible. I'd be possible. jealous. I'd be like, what? I'm like, I'm gonna write a letter. You know what I mean? And then what if she's just got like 30 letters from all the same frat? Like they're like, what's she'll be like, what's going on? Like what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's a good story. Um, all right, now, now, okay, now now let's go the opposite way. Now, what um, what would you say? I know there's always work to be done and always success to be done, but what would you say was one of your uh, favorite goals that you accomplished um, along you know your journey? Um, Do you have a favorite goal where you were like? You know, what's maybe, put, you know, changed you in a way that it, you were like, oh, I can do this. Or, or when you, I can't or, believe I, this happened. Um, I, I think I mentioned to you earlier that I like to give back and volunteer and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's four areas that I've always wanted to volunteer. It used to start with just I wanted to give back on education. And then I decided to volunteer on um, um, and the level of um, hospitals. So I went on the, one of the hospital boards and I went on um, the OCC board where I went to, um, you know, graduated from. And I went on the Salvation Army about giving back to, to less fortunate people and so i'm a little bit competitive and so a few years back three or four years back they asked me to you know be, be the chair of the committee where the, the big yearly luncheon where they raise the most money and i thought you know they've they've raised this much money and they said who can you get to be the speaker to make it the, i said i'm going to get the speaker to be the, the the raise the most and i thought i i have um connections to hillary clinton because i went to high school with terry mcauliffe 
who was her who oh. was her um, campaign manager, and we're still friends. But I figured she'd be too controversial. Fifty percent love, fifty percent yeah. hate. So right. I probably so, good choice. And so I thought, um, well, maybe I'll go after Joe Biden, who was back then, who wasn't the president. And I thought, well, that might be a little too controversial too. But I was trying to find who, what big name could I get to come mm-hmm. that people would come. And so I said, you know what, Richard Gere is from North Syracuse. I'm going to get Richard Gere to come and be the keynote speaker. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Richard Gere came and he became the keynote speaker and he raised more money. That's that that for that luncheon. I think it was four it years was ago. Recent. Oh, I, I was about to say. I feel like I recently remember. But that. but I mean, just just using competitive um, traits. Uh, your competitive trait. Right. To the, do it. And that I mean, yeah, like it's it's the shots that we don't take are the usually the ones that we end up hitting right on the head and we hit a home run. So. Again, guys, that's that's huge. Take your shots. You know, if you fail, doesn't mean there's keep going. There doesn't mean there's not next to time. So I guess what I'm saying is, uh, set high goals and don't be afraid to lose. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to fail. And if you don't do it, just get back up and try it another way. And you're not always going to win. And that's that's and that's with anything. And I I feel I always try to stress that with us because people think I don't know I don't really like the. People always say, like, what's what's the story behind it? You know, your podcast. What are you guys trying? Like, everybody asks when they come on, which I love telling them. And I usually try to send them our mission statement. But it's just I don't want them looking at all. This is like we want everybody to start a business. But I always stress just find out what you love. Find but we're still figuring it out. And that's yeah. the best part about it. Like, I feel like every time I tell someone the definition of like, or give them the definition, it changes a little bit with it every evolves, guest that we yeah. have on. Yeah, it really does. You're right. Uh-huh. About a week and a, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I was with I don't know if you know Lenore Fecko. She's the CEO of the um, Greater Syracuse Association of Realtors. Really, really great person who runs the Board of Realtors. And about a week and a half, two weeks ago, she and I were in Oswego because the Oswego chapter likes to raise um, funds once a year. They do a, um, an auction and whatever, uh, whatnot with all the other realtors, and we auction off things and we raise money for runaway runaways and um, homeless kids in Oswego between 16 and 21. So we got there a few minutes early. And she goes, Mark, when you got that, that Crystal Ball Award from Syracuse a few years ago, they, they referred to you as a community philanthropist. Why do you, give, why do, you do this? Is it because you're going you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna to get business? And I, I'd never been point blank asked that question before. And I never really thought about it like that. And I said, well, I don't know. It's just like I've always done it. I just feel mm-hmm. strongly about giving back. But I never thought about it. And that was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. I was just about to ask you a question. And um, so I really searched myself, and I there's a quote by I saw by E.B. White, and I've got it right here, and I want to read it to you. And I sent it back to her two days ago. People, it's very very popular right now to find out your why. That's what people talk about. What's your why? If you haven't found out, if you haven't decided what your why is, Scott or Zach, I ask you to. Something tells me you probably know your why, and you probably know Mm -hmm. yours because that's what people do today. But I never really thought about it like that before. I just always did it, and the years went on. And this is my why. Every morning I awake torn between a desire to save the world and an inclination to savor it. This makes it hard to plan the day. But if we forget to savor the world, what possible reason do we have for saving it? So my why <laughs> was always giving back, but it wasn't just to give back because I know I'm going to get in, in return. That's not why I'm doing it. I want to see the other person feel better and make them grow. I know I'm going to get back, but I just truly, when I'm, when I'm gone, I would like to think that, that I left 
you left it better than you found it. Right. right. The people and that's that the one we always. At. That's the one that we. And that's another one that we don't hear as much anymore. But that was going to kind of lead me into my next question: was you know, being a successful person who's still competitive. When did you kind of find in your career that you wanted to get more involved with you know the philanthropy side of things? You know, giving back, and it was time to shift some of that focus on monetary value for yourself and shift some of that monetary value to others, even though it's going to be money out of your own pocket. I guess because I was grown, I, I was uh, in my twenties, I, you know, read the Bible and stuff like that. And I always kind of realized that you need to give back. And so that was a part of my faith, if you will. And I always wanted, I always knew I would reap the benefit, but the more and more I saw how it would help other people, I, um, it just grew and grew. And I, I just, it just, it got bigger and bigger. I got much more satisfaction by giving back than by making a by making a sale here, it's not all about me. It's about the other person and, and watching them. And it just it just grew and grew and grew. And so I just looked and I thought I can make a difference in education. Go on the OCC board. I can make a decision uh, a difference in you know in in the hospital. So at first I did the community hospital and then helped them merge with Upstate and uh, emceed a couple of their galas and then went on to the Kraus and then I went on Salva uh, Sal uh, Salvation Army and one other passion that we haven't talked about when I was really young, one goal that I did not accomplish when I was a kid, and my mother used to watch soap operas, I wanted to be those little kids on the soap <laughs> opera acting. Right. I, um, I wanted to be um, an actor when I was a kid. And John Travolta in the disco days, Nancy and I were out at the bars all the time. <laughs> and I wanted to be him. And um, so I did a lot of acting when I was in my younger at Salt City Playhouse and whatnot, but I, I, I had wished that I had gone to California and tried it and never did. So I did a bunch of theater in my 20s and then decided to uh, start doing it again about 20 years or so ago. And I um, went out and auditioned for a couple of roles that I didn't get and I was scared to death. And I told my managers the next week, I was scared to death, but I went ahead and did it because I had a I you know, stretch outside myself. And then I started getting some roles. And now I'm on the Cortland Repertory Theater Board of Directors. I've been on it for like, I don't know, 16, 17 years. And, um, and I've been in several plays and done some TV commercials and stuff like that. So it's led to different things. And I, I think that that's been my, um, one of my big passions um, that, that excites me a lot. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. And they, like, like we said before, doesn't matter what age, just, just do what you love. Who cares what people think? Cause that's what you're passionate about. That's what, it, and it's right. your hobby. And Don't, it's like, if it makes you happy, who, who cares? You know what I mean? That that's the things you love and you like to do that. It gets you away from, you know, what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? And you get up there and you act and it, it just makes you forget about everything. You know what I mean? And that's that's what's important. We need that piece. And it could be, I mean, that's so many people traveling is bike rides, running. It could be whatever. But I, that's awesome that you can have, still have a passion for that. So the, 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 the two things that make me sane, if you will, that... And then exercise because I've been I've been working out since I was in seventh grade, and um, when COVID happened that I couldn't go to the gym anymore uh, because they were shut down, I was freaking out and <laughs> I was putting on weight. So I I bought the Peloton, and I was always working out in the afternoon or working out at night. I was never a morning person, and I just decided <clears throat> it takes twenty one days to to um, form a habit. Yep. And so I thought, you know what, for 21 days, anybody can do something for 21 days. So I, I put a calendar on the wall and I like dogs. So I put a dog calendar on the wall for 21 days. I said, I'm going to get up and start my day on the Peloton. 
and I would write down what I did, how long I did, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. That's awesome. And I would stretch. And then the next day, if I didn't feel like doing it, I just did it. And after 21 days, I formed that habit. And next Monday, it's 75 weeks. <laughs> I haven't missed a day. Um, That's insane. That's more weeks. than a year. And I don't say that to, to brag no, at all. No, it's not. Um, it just goes any, to show. Creating habits, though. Creating, and it, and it, 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 I get up at 5.15 no matter what. I'm on there until like 6 o'clock or whatever, take my shower, and my frame of reference is set for the day. And I try you to know? tell people all the time, you know, having a fitness background, and, and I actually use this story all the time. Um, you know, you can have really high highs in fitness, you can have really high lows, but what I always tell people is, you know, it's always going to go your personal fitness, your mental health, and then your personal health. If your, you know, physical health isn't at good shape, you're going to have a really hard time with the other ones. Um, and it's just creating habits. You know, I had a really good friend that was an awesome athlete all through high school, played college sports. Got done his senior year. He used to joke around about getting fat. He was about 210 pounds um, when he graduated college. And fast forward five years, he was about 300 pounds and mm-hmm. out of shape. And he was seeing the impact that was happening on his family that was full of athletes. And he was trying to create a habit of getting back into the gym. He had a friend that was a specialized in nutrition. You know, I have a degree in exercise science and athletic training. We wrote him crazy workouts, all these different things, and nothing was sticking. And the thing that finally stuck with him was we had him come to the gym at a specific time. It was actually 9.30 on weekdays. And to start, he sat in his car for 10 minutes. And the first week, he had to restart because on Thursday, he showed up at 9.31. <laughs> to this day, the kid still goes to the gym. Um, you know, he had an impact where he was actually able to help his one sibling that was never, was always the kind of the black sheep of the family growing up. She was the one that was not in shape out of the, the four kids. Right. And when she actually saw him struggling for the first time, you know, in that five years when he put on all those all the weight and was able to take it off. She's actually arguably the most in shape person in the family now. And this was someone that's in her thirties now that she's probably in the best shape of her life. That's terrific. That's great. And it was all from creating a habit. You know, he started literally driving to the gym, being in the parking lot from nine 30 to nine 40 for two weeks. And that's and all he did all to the create the habit. Him. And yeah, then after that, life. it was five minutes on a machine. The week after that, it was 10 minutes on a machine. The week after that, 15 minutes. Something else I feel strongly about, and I'm curious, I want to ask you too. Do you believe in affirmations? Do you do affirmations? Do you think it's a bunch of crap? Do you think it's good? Do you I, No, I believe in affirmations. You yep, wake up every 100%. day and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Absolutely. Manifesting is 100% yeah. real. Even if I write the it down. The energy you put out is the universe is going to return I've, that tenfold. I've wrote and I've read probably more than I've ever had in my entire life these past two years. Like and it it feels good even just on the plane my notes my thoughts and you you it doesn't surprise me about you it, 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 but it helps and I feel like people should, really should start doing that because they realize it does it, it relieves pressure it does. because it feels like you're saying it to somebody and I've never been I've never used to be like that I've never even liked reading and I think <laughs> I've told Scott I think I've actually the first book I've ever actually finished to my liking. I mean, I've started books but never finished them. I finally finished a book, and it was Gary V's book, Crush It. And I literally, I, I, it was my first book that I read during 75 Hard, and I, I loved it. You know what I mean? It was great. So that brings me back. I kind of go full circle without going too far into it. But 
It's funny because you'd probably be someone that like you know nowadays you'd look down on someone who read a book, but now that like, yeah. you were able to get past that, have those conversations with yourself, and you know I strongly believe that you know the energy you put out to this universe is always going to give it back tenfold. Even if you don't like someone and they're doing something, you know they're trying to do something different, you yep. need to support them. Um, you need to have a positive outlook on it, and you know I've found myself the last year or two really trying to find the positive in every situation with even individuals that I might not like personally um if i see them putting in the work i have to you know clap for them to some degree because if i don't have that same energy i'm never going to receive it back and there's always going to be people out there that don't like you that don't like what you're doing um and as long as you know what you're doing is right and you're putting that energy out there for others the universe is going to return a tenfold every time so i've got this this I, you can do small affirmations and long affirmations mm-hmm. or whatever they were, whatever they are. But when you do an affirmation, it's not like I want to be the best at this. I am the best at this. Or I already, as if mm-hmm. you're already there. Right. And so I've never shared this. And I can't even believe I'm going to share this on a podcast. Uh, but again, I'm at the point where, hey, if they want to think I'm a whack, it's, I don't care. Right, it's yeah, about, it's about me. Yep. I, don't need to, I, don't need, I don't need to read this because it's, look how old this is and how, how beat up and yellow this is. Mm-hmm. But every single morning on the way to work, or if I'm not going to work, if, I'm, if it's whatever mm-hmm. day of the week it is, every morning I start with, don't you roll your eyes, whatever I need is already here and it is all for my highest good. I live in a friendly universe that supports anything or desire that is aligned with the universal source of all. I desire and have love. I desire and have peace. I desire and have great health. I desire and have happiness. I desire and have prosperity, and I desire and have monetary wealth. See, it's okay to want, as long as you're going to get back. In the spirit of St. Francis, God, I am an instrument of your peace. I am like the source from which I originated. I rest in the knowing that my desires are here, continue on their way, and are for my highest good. Amen. I want to give back, and it, then it's okay for me to have what I want. Absolutely. And you mentioned manifestation. Um, I feel so strongly that um, you can manifest what you want if you believe it. Have you ever... Um, you have to believe it, though. Have you ever thought of somebody, and then all of a sudden you see them or you hear from them all a few days later? All the time. That's not by accident. Nope. That's... That's happened by to me in Scott, North Carolina. Universe. When yeah. we moved to North Carolina, I helped them move. I said, I guarantee we're going to run to somebody in Syracuse from here. Vibrations. And what do you know? Law of vibrations. We, we literally ended up, me and Scott were trying to find somewhere to put his jet ski. We would make this really short, but we were just first there. We didn't know anything. Found a lake that looked somewhat close to him. It was like 45 minutes, whatever. We drove there. We pull up. Basically, Kated a community. private na- neighborhood, a private community. This older gentleman, he comes out. He's like, what, what are you guys doing? And we're like... Honestly, dude, we're, we just moved here. We didn't know what's going on. Da 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 da. And we're just like, we, we just saw the trying to, We're just trying to use the sea. We're trying to use the sea. Do we just moved here? He's like, you can't do that. And he's here. like, yeah, you can't do that. And he's like, where where are you guys from? And we're like, Syracuse. And he goes, me too. And we're like, yeah, right. We're like, and he goes, pulls up his sleeves. He's got three one five tattooed right on his yeah, forearm. Yeah. I sw- shit you not. And like I said, we were driving ever. down to Syracuse. Man, uh, driving down to North Carolina, helping to move. And I was like, I was like, you guys know we're gonna meet for somebody from Syracuse here. And then he goes, he goes, all right. And since we're back and stuff, it doesn't matter now. Yeah. But um, he he goes, he goes, go go around, pull back around. He goes, I'll be right with you in a second. He goes, he comes back. He goes, is this is what you're gonna do. He goes. Come back, call me back, and f- leave. Come back in like fifteen minutes, and he goes, "Say you're with DoorDash." <laughs> <laughs> we literally went back. Literally came we back. Get called him, say, "Hey, Roger, back." We drove in, and we gave him just random address, and he's like, "You manifested that, literally." literally. That's he, the law of the universe. And literally. he was like, "You know," he he goes, "Just don't do anything stupid." I go, 
we would never. He trusted you. He literally did. And he just let us go into this private North Carolina neighborhood and their private lake, let us use the jet ski all day, That's had our great. own private That's beach. Great. And it was just, again, manifestation. And it, we put it into well, existence. Well, and it, and it, and it and was amazing. But it comes full circle. They're like <laughs> doing the right thing. And yes, as much as, right as much as, you know, you meet individuals in life, you know, I've known Zach for five or six years. And that's just the type of situation that being around always. him, you can always expect. And that's not a coincidence. It has to do Ever. with the fact that he's the type of person that you'd have plans with him on Saturday and he'd show up late Saturday morning because at 2 a.m. he went and helped pull someone out of a ditch that he barely even knows that called him at 2 a.m. Right. knowing that he would pick that's up his sad. phone and help him. 100%. Which brings us full circle, which I want to close, if you don't mind, yeah, with yeah. this. So I talk, you talked about manifesta manifestation, which is perfect. Um, I think I shared with this be a little bit earlier. So the other um, Monday... I had to go and I was going to be on a panel and um, this was the one of the books that I feel strongly about. Think again by Adam Grant Grant that talks about relearning and unlearning what you think, you know, and it's so, uh, so to read it. today, you know, so I picked up this book for you, but on uh, the night before I was thinking, you know, I want to talk about this a little bit and I was really, you know, wondering what, where, how, and it was, I was, and I thought, don't worry about it, Mark, don't worry about it. It's going to happen. So I got on my Peloton at five 15 that morning and every, every, every morning when I got, when I get up, I exercised to the same three or four, you know, coaches or trainers. That morning, up comes up on the screen Ashton Cushton <laughs> and um, his his future self, um, you know, exercise thing, and he's got five different guests. And on that morning, he had Adam Grant from Think Again, and I I I worked out with them for a half hour. I manifested that, That's and crazy. so I bought this book for you because when I think of you, you will agree. He's always smiling, <laughs> always smiling, and it and it and it diffuses every place he is. When I think of him, he's got this wonderful smile, like he's always in a good mood. And so I put Zach, you're a bright, shining light to the world. Stay that way always. Mark, Thank you. Read this. Book. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. And it's sure. funny Thank in today's you. society, like when you first meet Zach, like people almost like hated at first. And like it's the funniest thing in the world that like that's how people are, but like that's the kind of the hump that we were talking about with looking yourself in the mirror and and making sure that you love yourself because there's no reason that someone like that you shouldn't want to be around that and and see that as a positive impact. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's just changing the mold and changing the shape that we have to do every day. And that goes back to you know some of the stuff you talk about with as, success, as successful as you are is giving back. And you know it's leading by example and then holding those people you know, to your left and right accountable, but really leading by example is what's going to hold them accountable to your left and right. Cause they're going to follow your lead. You got it. So yeah, guys, we'll, we'll absolutely wrap it up at that. Um, Mark, thank you again thank you for so coming much. on yeah, and awesome know, switching pod. up your schedule to come on here and share your, your experiences, your wisdom, your values to hopefully inspire all our viewers, our listeners, who, 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 however you support us. But again, thank you very much. And it was a pleasure. Micron, don't forget about Micron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we Great won't. things for Central New York. Yeah. We will come back and have. Yeah. A, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll have, have another pod on that one. <laughs> okay. But again, guys, um, we love you guys. Like always, comment, share. If you find value in this, please share it with others. So we'll see you guys later. Cool. Have a good night, guys.